0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Arts for All Stories. My name is Sam Kirby, and I am excited to be hosting a great conversation today. Before we get started, I would like to thank the Kentucky Department of Education, the Office of Special Education and Early Learning, and the Kentucky Arts Council. So here with us to kick off the program, I have Dallaire Rowe, uh, who is the Executive Director of Arts for All Kentucky. Dallaire, thank you for being here.
1: Thank you, I'm glad to be here.
0: Absolutely, and then we also have with us uh, an Arts for All teaching artist, Kim Sewell. Kim, thank you for being here as well.
1: Yes, this is going to be fun.
0: Absolutely. And, and one thing I think that's going to be uh, exciting for this program, especially for this being the first one, is to kind of introduce ourselves and our backgrounds and then how we all came into the fold with with Arts for All first. So being that, uh, Dallaire, you're kind of the head honcho of, of the whole thing, Um, Tell us how you came to be involved uh, with Arts For All and a little bit about your artist background prior to that.
1: I uh, was interested in being an artist ever since I was in high school. My parents did their best to maybe turn me in a different direction, but it didn't, didn't really stick. When I got out of school, I was challenged like we all are with now. To find a job. What am I going to do? I'll just start with I got into teaching with the uh, Department of Art at Western Kentucky University as a part-time or a Uh, interim position and then started working for the Kentucky Arts Council as a teaching artist and that was my first experience as a teaching artist uh, going into schools all across Kentucky and working with teachers and then I learned about an organization that was then called Very Special Arts Kentucky. And since then, the the name has changed a few times, but that's what it was when I started, and that was probably in the 1990s. And uh, worked for Very Special Arts uh, as a teaching artist. And then uh, as time went by, I also started working as a coordinator, a visual arts coordinator for different programs, and then About 10 years ago, I became the the director of what is now Arts for All Kentucky.
0: That's great. And and were you able to take from your experience as a teaching artist a lot into that role uh, as the executive director? Do you think that gave you kind of a a strength in that position?
1: Yes, because I work with a lot of teaching artists and uh, I know what what their job is, because I did it, too. And so it makes my conversations and my communications with teaching artists on our roster um, that much easier.
0: So speaking of teaching artists, let's turn it over to Kim to kind of give us some background of how you became a teaching artist uh, with Arts for All Kentucky, um, how you first met Dallaire, I guess, and and how that's progressed to us sitting here uh, recording our first go of a, a podcast.
1: Well, I knew I wanted to be an artist at age five when I got a coloring book.
0: And so from
1: there on, I had a love of art and just knew that I wanted to create and draw and color. And Dallaire and I met when I was a teacher, and I wrote for her to come into our school at albertino Elementary and do a special project with us called Faces and it was a celebration of the children and how they looked and their expressions and we had a wonderful collaboration time. Uh, Dallaire and I have worked together on uh, with through VSA with me submitting as a teacher to her artwork for different shows and things like that I I know Delaire to be an awesome promoter and supporter of children, and especially children with special needs. Um, When I was a Girl Scout, I knew that I wanted to work with children with special needs, but I also wanted to be an artist. And the art education got me both of those in my life. And when I retired as an art educator three years ago, It was just awesome to move into that position as an artist working with VSA then and now Arts for All. Kim was one of those teachers that uh, was always there for me if I had a question as a teaching artist. So we've kind of been exchanging information and ideas and working together on and off over the years.
0: Just to briefly jump through the context of how I'm, I guess, voice hosting uh, this, and I don't know, and you might give some context into this. Uh, our first interaction was back when the organization was VSA Kentucky, and VSA Kentucky was a client for my company, VidMonster, which produces video content. At the time, you know, we were, we were relatively small uh, at the time, and, and my goal, and, and still is a goal, is to find a way to engage somehow in the community, whether that's in the arts community or a local community. In this case, it engages pretty well with both um, and and was pretty quickly interested in finding a way to become a a teaching artist and, and did go through that process. But since the beginning of the COVID pandemic, and it was probably right before that, that I had started thinking about and planning what a residency might look like, my role to arts for all did kind of change a little bit where I've become a teaching artist that's job has become to help amplify and give ability to other teaching artists during the pandemic when we're having to kind of work in this remote scenario when you're working in in the art space specifically for those with disabilities and thinking about you know the audio description and the transcriptions and stuff we regularly generate captions for our clients that's just kind of a standard process for a lot of our work but audio description and transcription and that whole process has really kind of helped us reshape how we're delivering some of our content uh, to our clients.
1: And going digitally has added another layer of accessibility to what we do. And uh, that is one of the things that's, that's come out of the pandemic is that's a layer of accessibility that we want to continue to have.
0: It's important for all of us to have access to you know, arts that we can engage with and emotionally connect with and consume. What is it about, you know, engaging with arts with potentially with the the disability community that speaks to them so well? Why is that so important, do you think?
1: It's a feeling of, I can do something. I can do something very well. I'm successful. Last spring, I was able to work with a school in louisville and the students all had disabilities and uh, my daughter actually is a speech therapist at that school and we wrote the grant together so that i could work there and there was a girl standing by the mural looking at it and it was a mural that featured three whimsical animals Uh, One is a llama, one is a goat, one is a pig, and the children had done the painting of these murals, and I had just kind of spruced them up a little, and she came back into the room after we had done the painting, and she was nonverbal, but she was interacting with the, the mural. She was standing right beside it, looking at it gazing at it and loving that colorful color that was now a part of her classroom and created by her classmates
0: Mm -hmm. and it instills kind of a sense of pride too that day to day they see that there and they see something that they contributed to um and they and they feel more a part of that school community and um you know regardless of of the issues that they deal with they're able to still feel that sense of pride that other students might kind of feel on their own being involved in sports or being involved in, you know, other, other forms of art, they, um, are really able to, um, kind of take ownership of that. Yeah. And that's really important, uh, for, for all students to be able to do, whether they have a disability or not.
1: Most recently, there are, there are a few programs that I still take part in, and one of them is side by side. It is a, a program that, uh, There are a series of art classes that, and sometimes music classes, that uh, the students take. And then that is followed by a collaboration with a community artist to create uh, a work of art together. And uh, um, so that's one way that I still participate. I still participate as a community artist who uh, collaborates with the kids. And so... During that process, when when I sit down with a, uh, with a student and we start to work together, I am, it's, it's up close and personal because you're talking, I'm talking with the student, they're talking to me, if they are verbal, sometimes they're not. Whether they are or not, we're still communicating. And uh, uh, having that other way of communicating, other than than speech alone, depending on the student, that can vary. But it's 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 really interesting uh, to see uh, what comes of it, and there's a lot of really great work that comes out of that program too. Yes, I've gotten an opportunity to teach that program, and so I created videos that the students looked at ahead of time. And then we met together in Zoom class. And during the Zoom classes, just like you said earlier, they want to show me things. They want to show me what they're working on. They want to show me their rock collection. (laughs) They want to show me their little characters. And those all can serve as inspiration for what we're doing together.
0: As artists speaking outside of you know, that teaching role of just being artists. Is there something about, you know, working with people who, you know, might be relying on that art experience as a, as a language for them and that energy that they bring to that that has inspired you as an artist? I'm curious if you all have experienced that before, but have also kind of learned from that excitement and that energy and that relying on the arts as a language to kind of inspire your work uh, when, you're, when you're working on your own.
1: One thing about working with kids is their innocence and uh, um, they're unencumbered with a lot of the the critical uh, thinking that that, uh, most of us learn as we grow up, uh, whether it's through the arts or just, you know, living in general this questioning, questioning is good, but there's a certain part of creativity where questioning has to be set aside and you just got to let it, you know, let it come out. It's sort of like brainstorming. You just got to do it. And after that, you can like uh, bring a a critical eye to it. Say, well, edit, you know, do I want to do this? Do I want to do that? What do I like? Um, And so on. Uh, so just seeing the kids' willingness to do things in such a free and open way, and what's often amazing is how their placement of things or their choice of colors or how they've chosen to draw something will just be so surprising. Like, gosh, I can't believe they did that, you know, without, uh, you know, this this uh, overanalyzing it. And, uh, um, that's that's what I get from the kids. I really feel that shows up in the side-by-side projects because what we end up doing is taking a piece of student work and uh, Dallaire gets these out to different artists in the community. And then the artist takes that work and uh, paints around it or adds to it or creates something that goes with it and combines it's a combination a collaboration of the artist the professional artist work and the student work and together they go beautifully and it's always a really awesome um, collaboration and show
0: Absolutely It sounds like you're essentially saying they, they don't get in their own way. And the, those two colors wouldn't go together. I'd never do that. Well, you know maybe if you didn't get out of your own way, you'd make something entirely unique and new and uh, something you haven't maybe thought about doing before. So that's that's cool that, that you all have gained that perspective. We've talked a lot about the, the students and, and what you learn from them and, and what they've learned uh, from you and and how it helps engage them. But let's pivot a little bit and talk more about the teachers in these residencies and, um, what we're, what we're allowing them to be able to do. I feel like in a lot of school districts generally there's a very strong focus on STEM when I was doing my observation, uh, I went to a community that seemed like it had the funding to, you know, make everything happen as far as STEM goes. But that the A part of STEAM wasn't necessarily being engaged as as much as it could, and so when artist residencies come in, they're allowing teachers to kind of hit that fifth letter that sometimes goes ignored. What is it that's special about what a, what a teaching artist is is bringing to the the teacher that they're they're hosting their residency with? Well,
1: I love it that you're addressing STEAM because that was always as a teacher what I wanted everyone to see that the art room the art department arts inclusive music and dance and theater is the heart of the school it's where the kids can be themselves and can grow and just by being involved in the arts the kids are better prepared to do their math their science their technology So I think the arts gives them that release that allows them to learn better. I I often thought too about the residency programs in the schools is that the arts are being also used as a tool to educate. It's not it's not something else separate it's as you said it's part of it it's like we can use art to learn about social studies we can use art to learn about language arts or or science or math it's a tool for learning
0: every single process whether manufactured or nature has a byproduct of it and we can't ignore that 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 exists and we can't also ignore the idea of Creating an avenue for that, or essentially, you know, managing that byproduct that's that's there. Otherwise, like a, you know, an engine without exhaust is going to explode. You know, there's that ability for that release, especially you know dealing with students with disabilities. There's an extra level of potential stress and anxiety there, and, and their life isn't tradi- traditional.
1: You're so right. And when a student comes into a classroom, they already know they're labeled, they're different. You know, when there's something that they can excel at or they can even participate and feel successful and feel special because this is an artist coming into our school and I get to participate, it puts them on a level playing ground with their classmates
0: what has the sense been kind of wrapping up a residency with with a teacher has there been a moment or this profound you know sense of maybe they've learned something new or some you know gratitude for that experience or what is that that follow-up been like with a teacher afterwards
1: um, the follow-up is is awesome you have bonded basically with the students and the teacher and um, i think immediately the students are receptive of um, an artist coming in once i had andy rudolph come in when i was teaching high school and the students loved her They, they loved her personality they loved that she was an artist and that she walked and talked and spoke art and i would see them over just talking to her and and maybe students that weren't even talking to me and telling me you know some of their love of art but they she was an artist they could really talk to and speak to and um, share their ideas and that's what it's about don't you think d'alev yes it is it's uh, when you bring an artist into a school you're making community connections by uh, uh you know Bringing someone who is making—they're either making their living as an artist, or uh, even if they're not, they're—they're they're, uh, proficient in their art form uh, to the extent that that they. Exhibit or perform, or or you know, it provides other opportunities. Sometimes the teachers want to have the artists back. Sometimes they may, uh, the artist may meet people in the community that, uh, and decide, well, we would like to have a mural, you know, painted somewhere else in town, or we would like to have uh, you come perform at our at our church, or any any number of things. And. Being a teaching artist is a profession.
0: So ultimately, to kind of bring things full circle, the the goal of this you know podcast and this program is to over time share the different perspectives about this organization and the stories and the impact that it's made. Um, ultimately, to achieve achieve an end, right? So Delaire, from your perspective, what what is what is the goal of all of this? Where are we trying to you know recruit more teaching artists more? residency opportunities to build more public awareness in general. Where where is this taking us? What, what is your vision for that?
1: Yes, yes, yes and yes. All of those things we want. Uh, we want people to know who we are and what we do. We want to provide, uh, of course, our mission to uh, provide arts opportunities uh, so that people with disabilities can fully participate in the arts. We want to uh, have people, you know, get involved with us. We are still taking applications, and we we want to we want to work with you. We, if you're a teacher and you have an idea, give me a call. If you're a parent and you want to sign up your your child for one of our programs, uh, email me, and we will. Um, find, give you the information you need so that, uh, that you can get involved and, and uh, be a part of, of what we do. You can also visit our website. If you want more information, that's uh, www.artsforallky.org.
0: Absolutely, and folks can engage with you on Facebook at Arts for All Kentucky. Um, and then for those who might wanna email you, what is, um, what is your email address? How can they best contact you via email?
1: Programs, that's programs with an S at artsforallky.org.
0: Kim, any closing, closing thoughts on our conversation before we call this an episode?
1: Arts for All is a great organization to work for. I've enjoyed it and I enjoy coming out to schools and working with students.
0: Fantastic. Well, for those of you listening out there, we hope you've really enjoyed our program and learned a little bit. Uh, about an organization maybe that you've heard of but didn't know as much about or maybe something that is entirely new to you. Maybe you've stumbled across this wherever you listen to podcasts or or on social media. And uh, this is something you'd like to learn a little bit more about. So uh, D'Alaria shared that info. Feel free to um, follow Arts For All, to reach out for things and find ways to get engaged because what we're doing is extremely important, um, not just for those with disabilities, but for the entire community and being able to engage a very diverse group of folks. So thank you all so much for listening. And this has been Arts for All Stories. Take care.